Disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, or professional broadcaster. The following are stories from my life and personal experiences and are the property of me. There will be profanity, quite a fucking bit of it, so please keep that in mind along with adult topics and themes. Listener discretion is advised. I've always wanted to say that. Hi, and welcome to Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. I'm your host, Jasmine Aziz. Thanks for tuning in. As you may recall from my last episode, I had just completed my first $2,000 party. Just so you know, back in the day, the party average was about $450. So having a party that was that high was a huge boon for me. It also gave me a high sales award and it started the onslaught of requests for me to specifically do parties in and around the city of Toronto. Yeah, I was popular. Basically, the polar opposite of my days in grade school or high school or university. But of course I digress. So let's get back to the story now. I'll save the tribulations of growing up awkward for future therapy sessions and possibly a television sitcom. It had been two days since the party in Scarborough. I couldn't take my mind off Jenna and Sam. When Lammy was at work, I would take out the business card Sam had given me and study it. No phone number, just a name and a street address. It was a plain white card with embossed black lettering reading Surrenders, the last S in the word replaced by a Z that had a snake's head and tail. I ran my fingers over the letters and put the card away. I drove around my new neighborhood during the day, scouting out the grocery stores and Indian food places. Our fridge and cupboards were full, but I still found myself driving around aimlessly while the sun was up, chatting with store owners, trying on clothes but not buying them, and then returning to the apartment and spending several hours preparing new dishes for Lammy to eat. He refused to eat leftovers, so each day I created something new, tinkering with the quantities to ensure that I had only enough leftover for myself at lunch. I'd create a meat dish for him and the same for me in the veggie version. Amazingly, four days straight of cooking different dishes and I was running out of ideas on how to keep us both fed. Do you like that chicken parmigiana? I asked him over dinner on Friday night. Mmm he mumbled as he thumbed through a Maxim magazine while we ate. Want to try my eggplant parmigiana? It took a fuck of a lot longer to make than yours, to my surprise. Nah, this is fine, he said absently. After a few more moments of silence, he looked up at me and noticed me barely eating the food on my plate. Isn't yours good? It is, uh, sure, I said. You know what we need, he said after a moment. I dropped my fork to my plate, looked up, and smiled. 
the expression in his eyes was excited. I realized that since I had moved in, it was a look I hadn't seen for quite some time. We need a vacation, just the two of us, he will say. We need a romantic dinner out where I don't have to cook or clean, he will say. We need a long, sensual night in bed, pleasuring each other for hours, he will say. What do we need, Lammy? Whatever it is, I'm down with it. He pushed his plate with one last bite of chicken on it away from him and stood up proudly, thrusting his chest out and firmly placing his hands on his hips. We need a television. He must have seen my face fall and a look of disappointment in my eyes because he quickly followed with, And cable, too. We can get as many channels as you want. I stood up and picked up both our plates, feigning a smile. As I scrapped the four pieces of eggplant still left on my plate into the garbage, Lammy came up from behind me and wrapped his arms around my waist. I've been wanting to get a new television, but waited until you got here to buy one. That little 14-inch cube is crap. I'll buy us a nice TV, and we can watch it while we eat dinner. That'll be nice, right, baby? I felt a pit form in my empty stomach. I wanted to tear away from him and scream. Five days of domestic living with him, and I was beginning to unravel. I put our plates in the sink and turned to face him. I cooked all day. Do you want to do the cleaning? Lammy removed his arms from around me and took a step back. I turned to face him. You know I don't do dishes as well as you do. You're a grown-ass man. You did dishes on your own before I met you. Then uh, let's get paper plates and settle the whole thing. He offered a smile. The pit in my stomach grew. His smile was such a foreign thing for me to see that when I did, it often threw me at how awkward and unattractive it was to see. I pushed past him and gathered the rest of the dishes from the dining room table I had brought for my childhood home. Okay, what if I cook all week and I clean up, then we can agree that you will take me out for dinner on the weekends? I could almost see the wheels turning inside his head. Um, that sounds good, he said. I just want you to be happy, baby. I'll pay for all the dinners on the weekend, okay? I put our glasses in the sink and rinsed my hands. The pit in my stomach turned from tightness to hunger. I reached into the cupboard to grab a minty chocolate fudge cookie and stuffed it into my mouth while he watched my every move. Want one? I asked as I tore into a second cookie. His eyes were laser-focused on my stomach and hips. We're going to the gym right now, right? I'll get our bags. As he turned to leave the room, I spit out the cookie in my mouth and absently stroked my stomach. The pit was returning. Despite the fact that we'd gone to the gym every night since I arrived, despite the fact that it was Friday night and I had no parties booked for that weekend and could relax, and despite the fact that all I wanted to do was curl up in his arms and sleep, I found myself getting ready to go work out again. Lammy stood at the door with our bags in hand as I reached into the front foyer closet to get my sneakers. My wedge cork shoes with white lace trim fell from the shoe rack and tumbled out onto the floor just as I was closing the door. Maybe you can wear those shoes when we go out for dinner tomorrow, Lammy said, turning and heading out of the apartment. I shoved the shoes back in the closet and quietly mumbled. Yeah, maybe. Maybe.
as I followed him out the door. When I had first started dating Lammy, he warned me about a neighbor he had named Dee. He said she started making moves on him when he first moved into the apartment complex in Montreal. He told me that one hot summer day she invited him over to her apartment, made him some drinks, and told him that she had only babies with white men and wanted him to be her next baby daddy. They had sex. Four times. But he swore he was very careful and that the sex was insanely distracting as Dee wasn't able to concentrate and was easily distracted. After that night, they would occasionally see each other and grab a meal every now and again, but he assured me he wasn't interested in her. One night, while we were planning my next trip up to Montreal to see him, he mentioned that Dee asked him to come over to her place to help her fix her computer. While he was there, she dropped a pencil on the floor and then bent over to pick it up, showing him very clearly that she wasn't wearing any underwear. Are you fucking kidding me? I said as he mindlessly regaled the story to me while absently munching on a sandwich while he spoke. It's not a big deal. Um, I told her I'm not interested. But did you tell her that you have a girlfriend? Is that why? Or are you just not interested in her because she's black? Don't be stupid. It's not because she's black. She's a nutcase. Totally harmless, though. Nothing happened. I didn't sleep that night. I was aware that he hadn't answered my question with anything that satisfied me or made me feel secure. That weekend, when I drove up to see him, I parked my car right in front of her building that stood adjacent to his. I had seen her a few times, a shadowy figure on the balcony who would quickly retreat when I would show up, but that night, she lingered for a few minutes, so I called out to her. Hey, you! Yeah, you, D. Keep your hands off my boyfriend, bitch! I couldn't read her expression from where I was standing, but I could see her pause before she slowly turned to go back into her apartment. No words spoken, but an understanding hung in the air. Lammy witnessed me yelling at her from the street as he came out to greet me. He took my red travel bag from my hand and planted a deep kiss on my mouth. Remind me never to fuck with you, he said and smiled. I stood at the corner, staring up at her balcony, willing her to come back, but the curtains closed and the lights went dim, so I followed him inside and let it go. The next night, I got dressed up in a black tank top and flowing skirt. I had brought what I thought were my sexiest shoes, a strappy flat sandal that laced up to my ankle. They weren't the type of shoe I wore normally, but having learned my lesson about walking in clunky, cheaply made shoes, I opted for something that looked whimsical but kept me close to the ground. They had a Roman-like feel to them, and I loved wearing them when my toes were painted with a French pedicure. Lammy didn't say anything about my outfit, but he did caution me that we would be walking a lot. I had no other shoes with me but the sandals, so they would have to do. We headed out for a long walk, heading toward the jazz festival, taking in some street performers and eating from kiosks set up on the road. I was drunk in love, feeling proud as we walked hand in hand on the closed-off streets, mingling with the crowds and listening to the brass players, wailing out tunes as the sun started to set. It was a perfect summer evening. As we rounded a corner, a stone lodged itself into the leather of my shoe and caused me to stumble and stop. My shoe is ripping, I said as I tried to pry the stone out. Let's buy you some new shoes, Lammy said. There's a store right up here. 
Can you make it one more block? I half wondered if he would pick me up and carry me, but the shoe wasn't far gone enough to warrant that kind of gallantry. It wasn't the most impressive shoe store I'd ever been in. In fact, it looked like the shoes were an afterthought to the other items in the store. I naturally gravitated toward the flat, sensible, incredibly boring shoes, giddily trying them on as he watched me closely with each new pair. What about these? He said as he lifted a pair of cork wedge shoes that were at least five inches high. I'll fall flat on my face in those, I squeaked. No, you won't. Trust me. Try them on. He handed me the right shoe, his expression resolved. I flipped my flats off my feet and stood on my tiptoes to get the shoe on. As my right foot fit itself snugly into the white nylon straps across the middle, I was immediately suspended off the floor, my left foot dangling in the air. He knelt at my feet and slipped the other shoe on. As he stood up, I noticed that for the first time in the entire time we dated, I was almost face to face with him. He straightened up to his full six feet height and pulled his broad shoulders back. And then he looked down at my feet and smiled. I nervously teetered forward, walking like a toddler, unsure of each step until I realized that the shoes, though high, were so thick at the base that there was little chance I would fall forward. As I navigated the crowded store, I became more confident with each step. Look how tall I am! I squeaked with delight. I'm the fucking tallest person in the world right now! Lammy smiled and headed toward the cash, opening his wallet to pay for the shoes before I fully decided if I wanted them. Leave your pair here, he said as he tucked the receipt in his wallet. You bought these for me? Why did you do that? To see that smile, I'd do anything. My knees threatened to buckle under the weight of his heavy stare. I blew a kiss to my old, flat, Romanesque shoes and asked the storekeeper if he wouldn't mind throwing them out. You are looking very sexy, the storekeeper said in a thick accent. I smiled. Lammy glared at him and led me out of the store. As we walked through the streets back to his apartment, I noticed the passing smiles of men and a few women. Lammy's hands were never off me as we walked. His arm was firmly placed around my shoulders. I couldn't tell if he was worried I'd fall flat on my face or if he was staking his claim on me in front of everyone. Either way, I adored the attention and went from walking casually and without confidence to a full-on strut that emphasized the sway of my hips as I walked. We walked for an hour, picking up an ice cream sandwich from a street vendor and idly chatting about the people checking out the jazz performers. Before I knew it, we were walking up the street to his apartment complex and standing right in front of Dee's apartment building. Wait here, I said to Lammy. He looked puzzled, but didn't say anything. I walked toward the intercom system and punched in her unit's code. I heard her balcony door slide open and saw her peep her head over the railing to see who was ringing. I took a step back and shouted up at her. I want to show you my shoes. Open the door and let me up there, bitch. There was a moment of intense awkwardness as she slunk back into her apartment, the balcony door sliding quietly shut. I stomped my quirky shoe on the ground, inhaled a deep breath to get ready to shout more indignant girlfriend stingers in her general direction, but my throat was caught in my breath 
as I heard the buzzer ring and the front door of her building unlock, inviting us in. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying my podcast, please be sure to subscribe and review it. Feel free to reach out to me via social media. I'm on Instagram, Jasmine underscore Aziz, on Twitter, at Jasmine Aziz, YouTube, and on Facebook. Or email me, Jasmine at JasmineAziz.com. Until next time, remember that the best part of life is love. So be sure to open your heart to it because here she comes. I'm just a popcorn dreaming, gonna red and back to butter you up. I'm gonna shiver you, shake and quiver you, shiver you up.